0: Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. We begin today our second week of Lenten preparation, pre-Lent. Today is Sexagesima Sunday, and every year we have the opportunity on this day to review the parable of the sower. Concerning this parable, we also have the special luxury of being able to have Jesus' own interpretation of his own parable, which we don't always get in the Gospels. There are four conditions of the seed, the Word of God, which is a seed being sown, The first three, the seed is destroyed, and the fourth, the seed lives and bears fruit. In the first condition, the seed is stolen. The second, it is withered, and in the third, it is choked out. First, the seed fell next to the path where the soil had been packed hard from all the traffic. And it just sort of sits there on the surface. It doesn't go down into the soil. And then the birds of the air, they come and they take it away. In this case, the word of God doesn't go into the heart. It just sits on the surface. It's not assimilated in such a way to change the person. You know, you can hear and fail to do. You can hear and fail to do. And the word you hear will bear no fruit for you we all know that we can even feel sorry for our sin and yet not truly repent not really have any real intention of changing even though we feel sorry the Word of God must be followed by obedience according to Saint Maximus a theology that lacks praxis is a theology he says of demons speaking of demons Those happen to be those birds flying around overhead that Jesus is talking about. They come to steal the word from a person's heart. Birds, demons, stealing the word out of a person's heart. Some people might roll their eyes at this and think how unsophisticated. Well, thankfully, Jesus interpreted his own parable. So he tells us plainly that these birds are the demonic forces led by the devil. And Jesus says, the devil steals the word out of the heart. He says, lest they believe and be saved. The devil comes and he steals the word out of the heart. Lest they believe and be saved, Jesus says. We know our first parents believed the lies of the devil and the world died as a result. We are in a real spiritual battle, and it involves demonic forces. This is not unsophisticated, if it is true. (laughs) Beware of so-called enlightened man. The devil is our adversary, and he is prowling about, seeking whom he may devour. And We must resist him steadfastly in our faith. He is a real and dangerous enemy and he is trying to destroy you. I love what Father Ed said one time, I've repeated. He said, you know, people say, oh, don't be looking for a devil under every bush. And he said, there is a devil under every bush. Be assured of it. There is, in fact, no such thing of evil without the devil. It's always personified. Evil's not some sort of abstract thing just floating around in the atmosphere. It's always personified, always. One way perhaps that he, I don't really know how this works. I don't know how the devil has access to our thoughts. But one way perhaps that he steals the word is by planting another thought in your mind. And that thought pushes the word of God out of your heart. Sometimes the thoughts that we have are obviously ungodly, but sometimes they seem innocuous, benign. Just a thought. You know, I'm going to go buy such and such. I'm going to go do this or go do that. I'm going to be on this business. And yet sometimes even these seemingly innocuous thoughts can be planted by the devil and can very easily lead us away from God. One of the most fundamental and basic duties of a Christian soldier is to be attentive in their thoughts. This, quite frankly, is where your battle will be won or lost, is in your mind, your intellect, the thoughts of your heart. We are admonished to take every thought captive. It is astonishing to me, astonishing to realize how many Christian people do not understand the critical battleground going on in their thought life. Some people have never been taught this. It's never occurred to them. They've gone an entire life developing terrible habits of letting their thoughts just go wherever they want. And I've talked to them and I said, you know, you're not supposed to do that. And they said, really? I didn't know that. If you do not do something about your thoughts, if you do not take this seriously... And address this, you will lose the fight. This is where it will be won or lost, is right here. Secondly, some seeds fell on rocks, and Jesus said, "Those are these who receive the word with enthusiasm, but no root develops. These types lack stability and faithfulness and discipline. You know, they're tossed about. They're always tossed about by this or that, bouncing here, bouncing there, never remaining still long enough for the root to develop. And then when the winds come, and the difficult times come, and the doubts come, the tribulation, the trials come, he says the plant is just uprooted and it withers because no roots have gone down into the soil. Thirdly, he talks about some seeds that fell among the thorns and they're choked. They have the life choked out of them. And Jesus tells us that these are the cares and the pleasures of this life. So, this third condition is worldliness. Worldliness. Uh, we all sort of float in and out of worldliness, don't we? <laughs> this is a real problem. We all face it, float in and out. If you find yourself being preoccupied with vacationing, your career, how to get ahead, things that you want to obtain, accrue, how to increase your pleasure in this life and always looking after your comforts then you are the soil this soil he's talking about the soil where the seeds will be choked out by worldliness pleasures and cares of this life worldliness a very real problem among christian people very real problem for every single one of us i admonish you take that seriously And thank God for Lent. Here we are. Lent It's a gift given to us to help us assess if we've sort of slipped into these things. I said preoccupied with vacationing. I I had written obsessed. But I changed it. Because the word obsessed sounds so, you know, so many of you could have easily thought to yourself, well, I'm not obsessed. (laughs) And I didn't want to take you out of this equation. So I said preoccupied instead. The fourth condition is the good ground. And in our translation today, it was an honest, good, and obedient heart. But in another translation, it says a noble, a noble, good, and obedient heart. And this will produce an abundance of fruit. With patience, by the way, a very important quality, it will produce an abundance of fruit by patience by patience this is the one who hears the word and keeps it the defining characteristic of the good ground is obedience and follow through obedience and follow through so what is at stake here for you I want you to take this personally that is of course the whole point of the parable each one of you I think has a heart, we all do, each and every one and the word of God has been sown into our hearts, what is at stake for us? Whether we are going to have a noble heart or not a noble heart. Speaking of the personal nature of this, you realize that the word that's being sown in you, it's not some theological concept, it's not some moral guideline. This word is Jesus Christ himself. (laughs) It doesn't get any more personal than that. This is about whether you will receive Jesus as your friend, your brother, your sovereign monarch and lord. That's how personal it is. It's not about whether you're going to adopt some concept or morality. This is about Jesus Christ being sown in your heart. Now the preacher's job, I guess, is to admonish, encourage, exhort, basically to try and get us to think the right way and then to do the right thing. So, I'm thinking this morning, what can I say here in the light of this parable that would be most helpful to those who are here who are interested? So, here's our takeaway, conclusion to today's message. I want you to think for a moment of not four conditions but just two. So let's simplify it. Think of just two kinds of people, two conditions of your own heart. The first is sort of this messy, chaotic, disorganized, tumultuous, unfocused, distracted, kind of in a frenzy always stirring up dust, but not accomplishing anything, rushing, never getting anywhere. Okay, so there's that kind of person. Just We've all been there, right? I feel like that from time to time, more than I would like to admit. These are not good things. Think of another person who's calm, orderly, thoughtful, measured, deliberate, circumspect discriminating attentive focused and watchful okay now just in case you think these are personality types (laughs) so that you can get yourself off the hook because you're the first personality type these are not personality types these are values and virtues which need to be cultivated In our lives. So you know the devil. One of his tricks. One of his favorite tricks. Is to complicate simple things. That's what he likes to do. Complicate simple things. He likes to breed confusion. And disorder. The devil sows internal anarchy. Within us. That's what he does. Well if you want a noble heart. To bear the fruit of joy. Let's try this Lent. Let's try to all slow down to begin with, to just slow down. Let's slow down and sit down and maybe make a list. Let's make a list and let's call out this Lent, everything that is unnecessary. Let's begin by trimming, pruning, and then so you don't pick it back up, let's toss it in the fireplace and burn it, okay? Um, Let's begin there. Then, let's give ourselves to patient, discipline, and follow through. All of these good things I've mentioned of being orderly and thoughtful and deliberate and circumspect and attentive. Let's make that our goal. Let's take this parable, because I think if you take the three, you know, bad soils and you take the one good soil... I think you can reduce this all down to two different types of people if you look at them. The one that is in chaos and in a frenzy and the one who is noble, thoughtful, patient, deliberate, circumspect, and obedient. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.